Hey friend, I've got a favor that I want to ask of you and it's a fun favor. Okay. This isn't going to be a drag, I promise, but I want to hear from you. What are your burning questions? What do you want to know about, I mean, I answer so many questions about homeschool, so I'm kind of trying to steer to a different direction because probably if you have a question about homeschooling, I probably have answered it or it is in the lineup to answer, but doesn't mean you can't send me those. But I want to know, what do you want to know specifically about me, my family, maybe my kids, maybe my husband, maybe our marriage, maybe where we're living, something about my life, or maybe I've hinted to something, you want some more information. Maybe it's about my homeschool and how I do things. I want to know what those questions are because I'm going to use them for an upcoming episode. So make sure you stay tuned for those. However, in the meantime, I need your questions. You can send them to me at info, I-N-F-O, at littlebylittlehomeschool.com, but I need them in by this Friday, October 13th, okay? Whatever your questions are, there's no holds barred here. You can ask anything at all, and I look forward to hearing from you. So get those questions in. I know right now something popped into your head, so quick, go ahead, maybe pause this, go and send that email out to me at info at littlebylittlehomeschool.com. And I look forward to answering that in an upcoming episode. So stay tuned for that. But today we're going to talk about yo and how you might be overcomplicating your homeschool. Stop, don't do it anymore. Don't overcomplicate it. Let's together reduce the chaos and we're going to create a simple homeschool routine. And it's going to be one that you're going to actually stick with. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. The world can feel a little bit chaotic. I know that you are feeling that, and I think that all of us are feeling it, especially these past couple years, but there's been many, many instances in history of just the world feeling chaotic. But you, as a homeschool mom, you are craving simplicity and you want to get back to family as an important part of your children's life. You want to preserve innocence in your children's childhood. And you are maybe not necessarily allowing the world to creep into your home if you have been. I highly encourage you to pull back on that. But today we're not going to talk about that. That's a different subject. So the world maybe isn't quite creeping in. You've kind of kept uh, yourself as a gatekeeper for that. And I do that to an extent, even with my one younger teenager here at home. But it's not creeping in, but you just know that something needs to change. I have found with my homeschool, we are currently in our 13th year of homeschool, and I found that just over all the years, there's just a snowball effect of everyone being off and in chaos, and it all starts with one person in the homeschool. Can you guess who that is? 
it's you. <laughs> it is definitely you. So I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Like if you are, so take your fingers, your, your hand and point one fingers if you're pointing at somebody. And when you look at your hand, there's actually thing, three fingers pointing back at you. So there's a snowball effect and it comes from you. And I realize that I realize that any of the chaos, I remember thinking like anything that if it, if our days are not simple, simple doesn't necessarily mean easy, but my goal really was for it to be more simple for my kids, especially when they were younger, as they've gotten older, I've shown them how you can actually reduce the stress in your day and how you can actually walk through a day that is a little crazy, a little chaotic, just with um, your head held high and just with peace in your heart. And I realized that it all started with me, any of the chaos, anything with being off when it came to homeschool. And if I wasn't experiencing peace and I wasn't being content and my days weren't simple to an extent, then my kids weren't feeling that either. And again, those three fingers are pointing back at me. In our first year of homeschool, which would have been over, which would have been 13 years ago, I kind of found myself bouncing and trying many new things. I was so excited about homeschool, just so excited about it. Couldn't wait to get started and found, you know, what I thought was going to be the perfect curriculum. And I, of course, as we always do, purchased way too much curriculum and was trying to figure out how to do it all, like on day one. Day one, we had to do all the lessons and I began to, well, this isn't working. I, w I gave it like one day and I'd be like, this isn't working. And I would bounce around and I tried many new things. And I felt like I basically was giving my kids whiplash. But halfway through that year, I began to find my stride and I settled in on my planning routine and everyone began to thrive. It's really hard for children to thrive when things are really complicated, when maybe the family, just overall family dynamics are complicated. Maybe it is not just the curriculum. Maybe it's just the day, the way your day is set up. Maybe it is so many commitments and so many things and running here and there and all over the world every single day or most days of the week. And it's easier for kids to be able to thrive when things are simple and there is much less chaos at home. So today I want to talk to you. I have just a couple of points I want to make here and some of them might be kind of like me ripping the bandaid off and just shooting it straight to you because this, these are, that's, well, basically that's kind of how I run. <laughs> that's how I do things. And if you're listening, then you probably, if you listen to a couple episodes and you know, that's just kind of what I'm going to do, just shoot it to you straight, but then turn it around and encourage you in this way and how to make some changes. Okay, so let's just start off with a reminder here. Your day is in a little bit of chaos. You're overcomplicating it and you want a simple routine, something that is going to work for your family and work for you because you want to carry through with it. The number one thing that I want to mention here and the rest of it is all going to be great. But if you don't have this, then it's, you don't have the guidelines. You don't have the guardrails. You don't have, you don't have the path in front of you. You don't have the road in front of you is that you have to have a vision and goals. This is not something that I knew about when I started homeschooling and wow, it would have made a huge difference. I would have had 
that path in front of me and I would have had guardrails. Think of it even if you are bowling and little kids, you put the bumpers down so that their ball doesn't end up in the gutter. It, you're going to bounce up against the, the bumpers and you're going to go back into the lane. And that's what a vision and goals does. It pushes you back into the lane that you have decided in moments of clarity. Don't create a vision and goals when everything is in chaos or when you feel stress or when it just feels like I have to do this and you aren't really thinking clearly. The Moms and Clarifier Homeschool, they go through this. This is step one. And I tell them, do not do this just in a five-minute set. You can spend five minutes and just brain dump, but then allow yourself to mull it over, think about it, and the amazing visions that I have heard from the moms in Clarifier Homeschool, just they give me chills. I'm like, this is amazing. And the thought that they put behind it, and I know that this is, it just, I'm just so excited about it because I know that this is going to be their bumpers. This is their guardrails for the rest of their homeschooling. And they're setting themselves up for success and being able to make decisions about their homeschool and their children and the direction they're going in much easier. So when you have a vision, so what is a vision? A vision is what do you see? What is it that you want to accomplish in this homeschooling? And I highly recommend including your husband in this, whether he takes part in your homeschool to a large extent, a small extent, or he just is encouraging about it and doesn't necessarily take part in any lessons or anything like that, but he is, you know, he's there. (laughs) So he's taking a part in, but he's not necessarily maybe doing lessons. And that is actually just a personal decision between you and your husband, but include him in this. And that vision could be, maybe it's a vision for your entire family because homeschool isn't just this one little bucket that we have. It is, it should be all of what we're doing. You're just a homeschool family. And like, you know, I say, I've said many times, I don't necessarily like the word homeschool. Let's just live our lives and educate, but It's just a term that is easy for people to understand the path that you're taking, but always go back to your vision and your goals. So the vision is just the overarching plan that you have for your homeschool years and for the time that your children are living underneath your roof and you are in charge of their education and helping them to make decisions and walking through like very tightly with them. The goals can be and, you know, in, in Clarifier Homeschool, I have just a lot of different ways of laying it out. And if you are interested in jumping in and getting started with that, you can head over to clarifierhomeschool.com. But I think that there should be various goals. Your goals are going to be the, the smaller, like break down the vision. How are we going to do this? And you can have goals that are for all of the homeschool years. But I always definitely recommend having goals just for that homeschool year. I also like to kind of break it down for the family and then for each individual child and allowing those children input into what their goals are for that year. So some examples of goals could be maybe your child says, I want to read X amount of books this year, or I want to learn how to do this certain skill, or I want to get better at a certain skill, or I want to create a certain habit in my life. Maybe it's something like I want to clean my room every Saturday type of thing. And because this is homeschool, this is all encompassing. And that is teaching them responsibility and teaching them how to take care of a home and the things that God has entrusted us with. But when it comes to our vision and our goals, we always need to go back to this and ask ourselves, 
if something is, if we want to do, do a certain curriculum, we want to possibly participate in a certain extracurricular or a co-op, whatever the decision is, we need to decide if it is aligned with our vision and goals. And then we can say to ourselves, well, it isn't aligned with my vision and goals. Maybe possibly we need to go back and double check our vision and goals and see if those need to be adjusted and changed some and grow with us. Or maybe you just say, this doesn't align with my vision and my goals for this year. And therefore we're just not going to do that thing. Whether it's a curriculum, whether it is an extra curricular um, activity, whether it is a co-op, maybe a volunteering opportunity, whatever it is, if it is not in line with your vision and goals, then we take a look back at our vision and goals and see if those need to be tweaked a little bit because maybe you had a certain goal, certain goals for your homeschool for this year. And then an amazing opportunity presents itself. And you're like, this actually is in line with my vision, but it's not in my goals. Well, let's take a look. Maybe this opportunity won't happen again and we need to adjust the goals. And so it's okay to adjust your goals and say, you know what, we're going to adjust the goal and we are going to add this in as the goal and take off one of the goals. Don't over, don't, listen, (laughs) we're trying not to overcomplicate it. Don't add more things to the list, which leads me into the next point I want to make. And that is that you can't get to everything. There is no way you are going to get to every curriculum, to every type of lesson, to everything that you have heard from, say you have five homeschool mom friends, you're not going to be able to do everything that all of them have done. And they shouldn't aim to be doing everything that each other have done either. We can't get to everything. So the question should be, what is right for this year? An example would be, and and, you know, and sometimes we don't even never get to it. When there's something I remember when my kids were little and going to homeschool conventions and being really intrigued by certain curriculum that had to do with manners and teaching kids manners. And I already had a lot that I wanted to do with them that was maybe elective kind of material and already things that like really good stuff that I wanted to do. But I just was like, wow, you know, like the speaker was very intriguing. And my boys, yeah, they need some manners. But I ended up never purchasing any of those manners curriculums. And I'm I'm not knocking them. This is just an example of one thing that I just had to say, you know what, I can't get to everything. Now I did teach them manners. Do they always remember it? No. And sometimes I'll look over and I'm like, you know, you have utensils, you are teens. (laughs) And you still are just using your hands for that. And you know what, I don't feel bad because I know that when we go out to eat somewhere, they use their utensils, they'll use their napkin, they won't slurp when they're drinking. And you know, what else I know is going to help them with their manners is someday, Some amazing young woman is going to come along and if they would like a second date, they are going to clean up their manners quite well. So I don't feel guilty about never getting to any of those curriculums. I'm sure they would have been amazing and I'm sure that my boys probably would not have loved it. (laughs) And that was maybe part of the decision probably. I was like, I don't even feel like having contention about this. So just know that sometimes there's just going to be some things that you feel drawn to, but just, you just can't get to it. And, and that's going to be okay. They will be okay. I promise you, but just know that overall 
we can't get to everything. And so just ask yourself, what is right for this year? And maybe you've chosen way too many things and you have overcomplicated. What you need to do is take a look at what you have chosen, all the electives, all the curriculum, take a look at it all, lay it all out, and then decide what do I actually have time for? And whatever you don't have time for, just put it on the shelf. Maybe as you settle into your homeschool routine a bit more, or maybe as the winter comes and you're snowed in a bit more, maybe you can pull it back off the shelf, or maybe it's on the shelf until next homeschool year and you reevaluate and say, you know what, now maybe is a better time to do, say, a composer study. Maybe you want to study music and you want to look at composers, or maybe it's artist study that you want to do. Whatever that topic is, if you just don't have time to fit it all in, you're overcomplicating. Overcomplication leads to chaos, leads to maybe arguments, leads to burnout. And we want to simplify the routine. We want you to stick with it. If there's too much, it's too hard to stick with. And let's remember that the goal here as we are homeschooling our children is that we want to raise independent learners. What does that mean? That means you're going to ask yourself every homeschool year and maybe evaluate halfway through or throughout the homeschool year and say to yourself, what can I give to each of these children that is going to be their responsibility? Ultimately, the goal is that by the end of their home education, they are 100% responsible. This does not mean that you are not involved. It means for me and my family, it actually means that in high school as, and some families want to do this a little bit sooner, and I've had to recognize the pros and cons and the um, strengths and weaknesses of my children and maybe my own just wanting to hold on to things a little bit longer. But during the high school years, I begin to give even more responsibility to them. My 10th grader right now, I help him plan out things. Well, I don't help him. I plan out the things and he carries through with it. And that is what works for us right now. And as he gets older, then it would be more of his responsibility. When it came to my older two, and then for him too, when he's, if he takes any college courses online, I sat down, explained what the syllabus is. The very first class that they had, we went through it, we laid it out, and I was consistently checking in with them to make sure that they were meeting deadlines and that they had, they were able to reverse engineer what needed to occur. And then as they began to take more and more classes, I was like, oh yeah, so what's going on with this class? You know, I mean, obviously I had to help sign up for it with it, help them sign up for it and pay for it and provide resources and help them with everything. But when it came to actually planning out and you know, have this paper due. When do I have to start it? What is the topic going to be? You know, I would just kind of be able to check in with them. So, but you probably don't have kiddos yet, quite yet. Maybe you do, but you don't have them quite yet taking college courses online. You have young ones. Think to yourself, what is it that I can make their responsibility? Oftentimes with kids, when we give them responsibility, they will step up to the plate. They enjoy having responsibility. If anybody says that they do not, that person is not telling you the truth and they are not equipping their children and not showing them. You have to show them that it is a privilege to have responsibility and it is a joy to be able to do, su do such things and to help out your family and to take responsibility for your education. Maybe it's simply having a written out list, and we'll get to this here in um, just a minute about how, but setting that, this kind of stuff up, but having a list, you know, this is what I want you to accomplish and giving just a little bit of it to themselves. Maybe it's an independent 
math worksheet that they need to do or a book that they need to read. You don't need to sit there and say, okay, now is the time to read this book. Now is the time to do this math worksheet. Give it to them to actually do. Let them choose the order in which they're going to do it. I know (gasps) they don't let you do that in school, but in homeschool, you get to do that. But give them responsibility. And as you give them more responsibility and they step up to the plate, you can give it to them more and more with the goal of raising independent learners. And the last thing I want to mention here is it is so important if you want to reduce the chaos, stop overcomplicating. Having a routine that you want to stick with is to have clear cut guidelines for the day. Now, this doesn't mean a strict schedule or anything. Now, some days there might be a strict schedule because there are certain things that need to be accomplished. You need to get out of the house by a certain time to get to some activities and you have some things coming up. And so there needs to be maybe a tighter schedule. But let's just talk about overall, just having clear cut guidelines for the day. What I mean is that the expectations for the day are known to everyone. And when it comes to setting up your schedule, nobody says that every day has to stay the same. Nobody says that they all have to be different. You could have some days that are saying maybe your Monday, Wednesday, Friday are all about the same. And there's expectations for how that day goes. And everybody knows what those expectations are. When you don't know what's expected of you, it's really hard to carry through with that right? You've probably had jobs. And if you weren't given a job description, didn't know what to do, how are you going to actually do that job? When it comes to our children, let's let them know what our expectations are. So going back to that, well, maybe Monday, Wednesday, Friday are all the same type of days. And let's let them know this is what is expected of you. And this is what we're going to be doing. This is the rough outline, the routine of the day and Tuesday and Thursday, or maybe kind of the same. And there's expectations for those days as well. Maybe you are in a season where you're just home a lot. And so therefore, they just kind of know what the expectations are for Monday through Friday, or maybe it's Monday through or Sunday through Saturday, however your days kind of lay out. But just having clear cut guidelines, and that includes having things laid out for our kids in order for them to be successful in their curriculum and the amazing resources that you have purchased and that are guiding them and maybe their growth of their knowledge when it comes to, say, math, just them knowing what is expected of them every day, knowing that, okay, every day our goal is to maybe do 20 minutes of math, or maybe our goal is for them to do one lesson a day. Just having those expectations really helps out helps them to know and it helps us not to have clashes with them and hopefully avoid any of the tears and frustration because the goal really here is to have good days with our kids and to build memories and to enjoy the time that we have them at home. And I I know that sometimes that can be a little bit harder. Some days can be harder than others, but I want you to enjoy the days that you have them here at home. So I hope that this right here has really kind of punched a, you know, packed a punch, we'll say, and that you are feeling a little bit, a little bit lighter and have some direction as to how to like stop overcomplicating. Let's not have chaos. Let's have simple days. Let's create a homeschool lifestyle that you love. So therefore that you're going to stick with it. Before I close out this episode, don't forget what I mentioned at the very beginning. I want to hear from you. I want to know what are your questions? What are your questions about 
me and my family, our life, um, anything. Maybe I've mentioned something and it's kind of like, oh, I wonder a little bit more about that. Go ahead and send this to me. It could be anything, absolutely anything. I can't promise I'm going to answer if it's like too crazy, <laughs> but I'm going to try. So that is going to be for an upcoming episode. So make sure you come back and listen for that. But you can send that question to me at info, I-N-F-O at littlebylittlehomeschool.com. And I really look forward to getting that question from you. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.